to trek to the holodeck. Uh, I'm Dylan. I'm Jan. And I'm Mark. And Darius is deceased uh-huh. in our hearts. Yeah. He's not deceased. He's just on a little little mini vacay. Uh, so is he going to get engaged, engaged again? He's going to get engaged again. Yes. He's just going to do it in every country yeah. in the Nordic <laughs> region. It's fun. That's the plan. Just yeah. go around to every country uh, and get engaged. Get me engaged. Get me engaged. Um, I have some fun news to share with you guys. Oh, oh! I I went to my first convention yesterday. Like ever, of any ever. type. Yeah, I've never been to any sort of was like, it Trek convention or just like it wasn't a Trek convention. It was just like it's called WonderCon, just basic nerd convention. Sure. Yeah, sure. and I say that in the most loving of ways. Um, and it was very heartening to see all the Trek people because they're like the OGs and a yeah. lot of them were like super old. And I was like, yeah. you guys started this all. <laughs> yeah. You invented <laughs> fan toxic fandom. Yeah. Let's gatekeep. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool though. Uh, there were these, this, the sweetest old couple ever. One of them was dressed as Guinan and the other one just had like a, a red TNG. Um, yeah. Standard know, dress. Standard, uh, standard dress. Uniform. Yeah. And uh, I got a photo with them because I was like, you people are the cutest people I've ever seen. Oh, that's seen. great. Aww. Did you share that in the I Discord? Did. I did. I shared it in the Discord. Yeah. yeah. It was very That Discord that we have is a great yeah. resource for people <laughs> who like our stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, Which you yeah. can get access to by looking at our Instagram through the link tree. Mm-hmm. See, we don't even need to do that at the end of the episode now. We can just do it organically like that. That was wow, so organic. That was so good. So organic. Wow. Look at us. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. What What other kind of stuff did you do at WonderCon? Uh, I went with my friend who is a prominent cosplayer, and uh, we just followed him around uh, because we're helping him with a YouTube channel at some point, and it was our, like... Uh, entrance into the cosplay world. So we kind of just walked around. Uh, I bought a book and some sunglasses. It's just a big nerd mall. Did you, I didn't realize did you cosplay? I, was, just, I didn't. We're we're going to go to the San Diego Comic-Con and cosplay. We, we're dressed, we're going to dress normal shit just for now. And then yeah. we're going to do something for the, the big one. The big what one. was your friend's cosplay? He was uh, Grunkle Stan. From Stan. Uh, Gravity Falls, it's like an, an animated, it's like a two season animated show. Uh huh. Um, I've heard of the show. Every, I don't know who Grunkle Stan is though. Everybody recognized him, and it was one of those <laughs> things where I was like, "This is a super niche character that nobody else is, but everybody's recognizing." So the the amount of homework necessary to be a a nerd fan now. It's a lot. There was a lot of there was a lot of stuff there, and. Uh, one of the friends that I was with, I was like, who is that? We were asking like who these characters were, and he's like, if there's an oversized weapon of any kind, it's probably an anime, and you don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Giant swords. Giant, giant swords, gun, giant, giant guns. Yeah. But that, I feel like that's the ultimate cosplay goal, though, is to be immediately recognizable, and but nobody yeah. else is doing it. So it's like everybody exactly. wants to take a picture with you. Everybody wants to, like, because everybody yeah. wears the uniform, the Trek uniform, like. That's what I kind of le- like. That was that's what was kind of cool about like going to the con because like everyone was recognizable characters, but the Trek people were. You just get to wear the uniform. You don't have to be right, somebody. Right. You just get to be like in Starfleet, which is fun as shit. Yeah. 
Cause saw a couple uh, Enterprise uniforms, which look the best because they're just jumpsuits, right. and yeah. they look the most realistic out of all. They of translate them. Yeah, yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is uh, funny. They don't have that that sheen. It, they, mm-hmm. they don't have the sheen. Um, the polyester sheen. Yeah. I also saw a uh, uh, what's his name? My brain is frying. Currently, uh, con. I saw a con with the D. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, was gonna say cool. where the 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 tits out. They the tits weren't out. They the they need to add a little bit of tittage for con, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tits were not out. <laughs> not those tits, at least. Um. Okay. Uh, how was everyone else's week? Oh yeah, <laughs> I've had a pretty crazy week. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, nothing I can say on a podcast. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> incredible. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. last weekend was my uh, my partner's birthday. Uh, nice. So and the Oscars, crazy Oscars, uh, crazy Oscars. Yeah. What happened to the Oscars? Um, I don't want to talk about Lady it. Gaga and Liza Minnelli. Listen, you're going to invite a gay on the podcast. You're going to hear about that. They had like the <laughs> yeah. sweetest moment of the night that was overshadowed by they some did. other shit. Um, but no, Gaga and Liza. That was what that was what was special of the night. So it was really pretty. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was like, I got you. And she said, I know. And I was I went, I got you too, Liza. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize how old she was. When she came out on stage, I looked to my roommate and I said, I thought she was dead. I did not know yeah. that she was still well, alive. Well, she also has Parkinson's disease, so she's oh. not really mobile. So it yeah. was very sweet. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um Good Lord. But I, did they do that uh on arrested development? Like they incorporated that her Parkinson's. I don't know if it, I don't. Of, I think that was predictive. I don't know if it was actually incorporated. Uh, okay. Yeah, life imitating art. Yeah, we um, <laughs> we. I was telling you about this, but we we tried to watch Coda. Talking about bad apps, yes. we talk about how terrible Paramount Plus is. We tried to watch Coda, but the Apple TV Plus app can't get its shit together with the subtitles. Really? Uh, we. We had to quit 20 minutes in because the sub the subtitles wouldn't match the sign language for oh, the, and it was so it'd be like skipping over freight they'd have like full conversations and we'd get two or three sentences as the whole thing um and so fuck? we were it's just on the Roku stupid Roku um dang Roku so and then we would like turn so I was like oh we'll just turn on the subtitles for the whole thing and it was like subtitling the radio and I'm like I don't care what they're saying on the radio like I want to <laughs> they're doing the closed the captioning, captioning yeah. for the for the radio I was like I want to hear what they're having like what what they're talking about uh in their in their sign language and so oh good lord uh, I watched it um on Apple TV plus but with with a Chromecast and I didn't have the same problems. I was anticipating having the same problems, but I didn't. So I had to watch all of Coda, and I thought it was a very weak film. <laughs> you said I had to watch. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's not great. It's I've, like I've heard it's uh, like great for a specific cause, but the film it, itself is like you know what it fine. is. It's like it's a fine movie. Yeah, it's 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 a hundred percent designed to be one of those movies that a teacher rolls out. When like at the end of the semester, <laughs> when they're hungover on a and, Monday, like 
Yeah, and it's like we're watching Coda today. Let me know if you have this is an important movie. Uh, it's about communication and family and integration and or some bullshit, you know. And then they put it on, and then they're just in the back like this because it's like completely something. uncontroversial. Um, the the stakes are not dangerous at all, and they don't, they're not really felt. The beats are so generic. It seemed that, like a very yeah. generic movie. That's why I was kind of su- oh Jesus. That's why I was kind of surprised that yeah. Uh, I mean, the performances are good, but it's just not a very impressive. I don't understand. It's not a best picture film. I'm not trying to take away from the movie. It's just that's saying it's a lot more than I think what it is. I don't. But. I don't think I saw any of the other ones, and I only saw 20 minutes of one. So I don't. I saw a few yeah. of the other ones. I guess you could say that to do so would be a hollow pursuit. Ooh. <laughs> there is the Jan we know bringing us back. There he is. The, Darius has been doing that a lot recently. He's been the one who's been keeping us on track. Yeah, he does He does do that quite well. We get off track quite a bit. Um, well, today we watched season three, episode 21 of The Next Generation, Hollow Pursuits. Uh, and it originally aired on April 30th, 1990. 1990. 90. 90. 90. 90. 90. 90. 90. But I often, by accident, pick up a lot, like consecutive episodes that were aired in the same month and time-ish. Yeah. That's just completely accidental. Because last week we did 196 or 7, but April 29th or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. Don't read into it. Yeah, so I, I would say, what's that? I said I won't read into it. I am. Don't read into I, it. This is yeah. a conspiracy. Stop reading this into is... it. Stop, stop reading into it. So uh, uh, go to your kitchen. Uh, grab a bowl from your uh, cupboard and then go into your refrigerator and take out the broccoli <laughs> and uh, put it in the bowl and then put a little bit of water in there and then cover it up and then steam it in the microwave, and then take it out, uh, and then start eating that soggy broccoli that's not quite steamed correctly because you put it in the microwave with a bunch of water. Oh, oversteamed it. Yeah, you oversteamed it. Um, somebody save me here. I, I've gone too far. Uh, <laughs> and walk around all of your house with that steamed broccoli, thus contaminating the entire <laughs> space. Uh, and causing malfunctions and leaks all over your house. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, Mark, you got to take it. You got to finish uh, it up. Go back to the bowl, touch it, and <laughs> imprint your fingers into the bowl. Um, and uh, buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> As it's a We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Woo! Man, that may have been our best one yet. What you know? happened? Yeah, Dar- 
well, we, we thrived because Darius wasn't here sucking up all the oxygen. <laughs> just really crushed it. Took it to a different level. Oh my God. It should be noted that Mark, while we're doing a, the Next Generation episode, still has his Terok Nor background on. Mark will Hell never yeah. abandon Terok Nor. Is it's that Terok Nor or is that Empok Nor? It's pretty dark. There's um, some little Starfleet oh, people yeah. here, so. Starfleet they look Impers like action people. figures. I think it's from the uh, one of the video games. I think it's from one of the video games. Ah, so. okay. Yeah. That's rad. Uh, so there's apparently a Telltale Star Trek game called Star Trek Resurgence coming out. It's made uh, by the same people who worked at Telltale. It's not Telltale. Oh, it's, it's not Telltale. Yeah. Telltale style. Yeah. Spiritually Telltale. Because mm-hmm. Telltale closed down or something, right? Was there harassment or something? Shocking. Anyway, yeah, every studio at some what? point is going to get Toxicity in the video game industry? You're kidding. No. It's the first instance. Uh, so, <laughs> but I, I think that that actually is probably the best world or the best format for, for Star a Star Trek, a classic Star Trek. And they, it looks like they added a little bit of action in also. So there's like a little, a little bit, bit yeah. of action, but it's mostly the story driven stuff. Which is well, because like this episode, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is such a banger. This is such a good episode. And if you really zoom out of it, it's just Nothing like is they spilled a container. <laughs> That's the mystery of the entire episode is who's like, we spilled a container and who it got stuff the, everywhere. Who touched the mist, right? It's like a, and a who done it, who touched the mist. <laughs> and if we don't fix it, we're going to go to warp 10 and all no, become we'll fucking die. salamanders and fuck. Yeah, we'll exactly. We'll become sal- We'll be everywhere, all, everywhere, Always, all at once. All at once. <laughs> um, this episode was written by Sally Cave, which is a pen name for Sally Higley. Sarah uh, Higley. Sarah, sorry, not Sally. Sarah Higley. Thank you, Jan. Um, she invented Barkley and the concept of hollow addiction, which is incredible. She, I think, changed the the landscape of Star Trek forever with this idea. Probably if this episode weren't so good, it wouldn't have become, like, the holodeck wouldn't be a crutch mm-hmm. for a show like Voyager. <laughs> That's kind. That's like I'm a good anime. Well, he that, wasn't saying like he was only supposed to be in this one episode, right? Yeah, I think so. And then they brought him back again and again and again I, and again and again and again and again. At again, some again. point, somebody pointed out on our Discord, it may have been a subs who, by the way, recommended this episode for us to to watch. That it's total BS that. You know, Troy has seven seasons on TNG as a main cast member, but has less character development in those seven seasons than Barkley does in episode. this one episode. Yeah, it's insane. It's, true. It, it's ridiculous. It's honestly, this episode, it might be one of my favorite episodes because it it dives into his character so well. And so, like, relatably in a weird way that I haven't seen with any other characters. Like, all the characters seem just kind of, like, funky and weird. But, like, he seems like the only real person in, like, a weird way where you're like, oh, he's fucked well, up. He's got some problems. He's, like, he's, he's made, made for DS9 right. is what yeah. he is. Because, yeah. like, 
everybody on the Enterprise, they almost state this as a thesis early on. They're like perfect. Riker's like, hey, I don't know what you got away with, what kind of bullshit you got away with on your other <laughs> shitty ship, but this is the Enterprise, all right? Everybody here is fucking massive nerd. <laughs> You need, you need to just step it up, bro. We don't fuck around, man. We don't fuck around on the Enterprise. Oh, my God. Um, and, I, I, th- yeah, what happens when somebody is just, like, he's competent, but he's not, like, so professionally competent that he can power yeah, through right. everything? He's not mm-hmm. the valedictorian of his class at the Academy. It's like, come on. No. Um, it's also worth noting that Sarah Higley uh, is a Ph.D. professor in Old English, Middle Welsh, and old norse she's an expert that's, in those three things imagine being like an expert on those three things that's just wild. casually i mean it's it's wild it's wild that that's what you'd focus your it life explains on, our cool. setting for barkley program 15 i mean oh, with our program 15 <laughs> she um it's i'm guessing that she wrote she was a star trek fan and wrote because i think this is she's only wrote and written two episodes Okay. And she created a pen name, probably so that her students wouldn't get weird and be like, "Hey, I saw that you wrote, you know, <laughs> a, a, the Hollow Pursuits or any." I don't know. Like, anyways, it's really cool that she's she's juggled mm-hmm. doing being a, a full time PhD well, her, professor and what mm-hmm. was her other episode? Deep Space Nine, uh? season one, Babel. It's the one where everybody's speaking but they can't they understand, can't understand each, each, other. each other. Yeah, like which probably is sourced in her. In her language background. Mm. Uh, this episode was directed by Cliff Bowl. And Bowl? the music was by... Danny Mac. Danny Mac. Danny Mac. Danny Mac. Danny Mac. Dennis McCarthy. Though so he did have a few Ron Jones-esque cues in this episode. I would not guess yeah. Dennis McCarthy from uh, just listening to it. I would not have said it was him. Yeah. Would have been hard to we, tell. You, I'm glad that you know now, too. Oh, You're like, trust you can me. just tell. Yeah. yeah. You're deep in, yeah. deep into the uh, the music of Star Trek. The compositions. Yes. Yeah. The compositions. Um, okay. Would you guys watch this just for the holiday content? Oh, fuck. Because I, w- I, only, would. I would watch it only for the holiday content. Dude. The Star Trek content, yes. content is bullshit, it's garbage. <laughs> Dude, the holiday program fifteen is a banger. <laughs> is that the Musketeers one? Yeah, and or it's whatever, everything yeah. that's not when he's on the ship. So yeah, it's yes, it's incredible. Yeah, it's so I also good. think really this episode is like odd. I feel like it's very relevant today, and has always been relevant in an odd way of just like, uh. Just social, being socially uncomfortable, but find having your place where you're like super comfortable all the time, and yeah. like abusing that, and then trying to like balance it out. It's just like the, it just feels like the most relevant episode of Star Trek that I've seen in a weird way. It reminds me of playing like Mass Effect, where you're just like hero of the galaxy, and then you go back to your job as whatever, like. <laughs> <laughs> Time to file these papers. Like okay, exactly, okay, yeah. we, we go home and we're like the Krogan have to fall in line. We got to get everybody on board. The Reapers are coming. <laughs> You're just like this hard ass punching out security yeah. guards. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll get those reports in. Uh, totally, hundred uh, percent. I like. I just like how m- much Barkley is 
fucking up Riker in this episode. Oh, we just get to so see good. a different side of Riker, Riker's even just like a real Riker. They, yeah, Jordy's like, Jordy's a dick too. Guy. I mean, Jordy's not as big of a dick, but Riker's such a dick in this episode. This is everyone's totally kind of an asshole. This is Star Trek at his. What I have in my notes is Star Trek at its best. Wesley at his worst. Just like oh yeah, ugh. pure asshole. It absolutely was a moment, you know, when Wesley interrupts him during the meeting. Oh, where shut up. it's just like, come on, Wesley, come on, shut the fuck you up, just let, yeah. <laughs> and I like that Jordy is learning to be a better manager in this episode. Oh, that was, so that was a nice little arc of him being like, "Hey, Wesley, I think you need to. Like, yeah. It's not that you were wrong. Is we need to give other people the opportunity. Yeah, don't be a shithead, you little shithead. It's just like it's actually a whole episode on management because Picard's like, "Yeah, I mean, Ugh. we could just transfer him out, but that would be the easy thing to do. That's what that's what they did to us. We got to figure this out." Ah, uh, I love Picard in this. Yes, this is yeah. like. This is like a TNG defining moment with that differs from like New Trek, I feel like, where they would come up with this problem, they would make fun of this guy in Newer Trek and just ship him off as like a uh the butt of a joke. And in this Picard's like, nah man, we gotta help this guy. Yeah, we there's something wrong, out, we, gotta we gotta help it out. I, we gotta figure it out. We're not just gonna ship him out. I work um at a university here in Los Angeles and so I work almost exclusively with young people and mm-hmm. I get this Wesley Crusher know-it-all-ism all the time, and it just—I was having PTSD with it with this meeting. So I was like, "Oh, you don't know better all the time." But this this whole broccoli discourse is the stupidest oh. joke. It, the only time I laughed was when Picard did it. I died when Picard did it because it was a genuine Freudian slip, and so I was like, "Okay, that is funny. Like that was genuinely yeah, like." Yeah, he's trying so hard in that scene to be Not like, I know I'm the captain and he's probably freaking out that I'm talking right. directly to him. So I'm going to be really nice and encouraging. And fuck, I just called him broccoli. <laughs> yeah. He's the only yeah. one who doesn't do it from a place of being a dick. Everyone else is doing it because they're being dicks. And Picard is like, I'm being sweet and I'm being a good captain. And then he calls him broccoli <laughs> and I just died. <laughs> there is something. And when Data butts in, he's like, it it's okay, Captain. Like it's a it common goes, oh. thing that happens all the I should should I shut the fuck up? I'll shut, <laughs> shut the fuck the up. Fuck. Like at this point he's learned when to shut yeah. up. <laughs> it's really, it's really great that I love uh the way that Riker looks at there's a lot of really good spiteful Riker smiles mm-hmm. in this episode. Goes, uh, this is one of them where he says broccoli and Riker looks at him and is like, You dumb bitch. <laughs> Even I haven't called him broccoli yeah. to his face. <laughs> idiot and you're the one who told us that that we're gonna cut that out <laughs> yeah that is really great uh, let's do a quick recap and then we can go back to doing freestyle a little ooh, bit okay all right it's on me yeah i think it should be we're just gonna you're gonna be our workhorse Listen, this season mark do it do it do it all right do it. give me my timer let me, let's let me go get that, ti- uh, get that timer ready for you how much time should I spend right. on the first, uh, the cold open? The cold open? Oh, oh like 20, 20 seconds? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Ready to go whenever you are. Okay. Uh, so, ready, go. All right. So, Barkley is this wild card badass beating up Jordy and Riker. Uh, oh, wait. No, it turns out he's an anxious weirdo uh, with a stupid nickname. Um, malfunctions are happening all over the ship. Um 
While Barkley lives out fantasies on the holodeck, we see the senior staff as three musketeers, and uh, Deanna is uh, what goddess of empathy or something. Uh, Guy and Picard push Jordy to help Barkley with his holodiction, um, and stuff is getting worse and worse on the ship. Um, the ship almost does. Uh, damn it! You actually got so much content. In there. Yeah, you did get a lot of content in there. Um, Barkley <laughs> ends up saving the day, and all is forgiven. Uh, presumably, he and Troy bang multiple times. Hollow Troy bang multiple times. <laughs> you mean God, Goddess of Empathy Troy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goddess, Goddess of, of Empathy, empathy Troy. Troy. Bang multiple times. <laughs> presumably. I mean, that's probably what Program 9 is, right? At the end program of the show. Program 9. Except for Program 9. Yeah. <laughs> Except Program 9. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. This episode... Go ahead, Dylan. It, it's so complex because there's a part of you that's like... I get you, Barkley. I feel fucking weird in life also. And then when you go into the holodeck, you're like, this is super fucked up. <laughs> Using all weird. these is super fucking weird. And like, Barkley's low, maybe an incel, maybe. <laughs> and it's just like kind of uncomfortable, but he's very charming and nice and wants to figure his shit out. So you're like, yeah, you you do it, man. It's funny when when... They get in there and there's tiny Riker and Riker's so like, good. fuck this. This is, this should be illegal. <laughs> and Troy's like, she hold says, on, it might help think, him process things. And then, <laughs> and then immediately like the goddess of empathy shows up and she's like, this should be illegal. <laughs> Riker's fucking smile there yeah. is like, yeah, this is hilarious. See? My, my thing, you, my thing about this is every, every, show that uses the holodeck as a plot device does this in some way. Yeah. Cause you have, um, in lower decks, you have Boimler does it for his like interviews and then Mariner yeah. takes it over and turns it into a movie. You have Vic, mm-hmm. Vic uses holodeck here to train Odo how to like date humans. And then you yeah. have, um, in Voyager, you have the doctor uses everybody's images to sell his book. And so, yeah. like, to me, this is the most <laughs> harmless of all of them. He is only using it for himself. So I'm That's I'm true. kind of on Barkley's side on this. Yes, it's fucked up. But I'm kind of on Barkley's side because this is just <laughs> for his personal use. Like, the doctor is out here peddling a hollow novel across the Alpha That's Quadrant, fair. making everyone yeah. look like shit the whole time. It's like, okay. <laughs> It is. It it bothers me how easy it is for people to just get into another person's holodeck program. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes. The, like this whole episode, I was like, Jordy, you're just gonna walk in. You're just gonna fucking cruise on into this man's fantasy. You know exactly how Such that. Such a feels. violation of privacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I I think that bothered me a tiny bit with this episode. It was how often the um that Barkley was still late or like going to the holodeck when he had been warned several times. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's this one scene where he makes the effort to get there just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. But after that, he's just blowing it again. And I know that he's going through something, but what I would have empathized with him more if he was really trying and they were still shitty to him. I don't he's know. Addicted, like, I just, though. That's What's that? He's addicted to the holodeck. That's the whole thing. Is like when he an addiction takes over your life, you can't even function in. But society, they didn't do right? anything to really fix that, did they? He just he just ended up finally just did a, a job well one day. Well, they yeah they wrapped it up pretty quickly. They didn't like actually explore it. They were just like, he's like yeah he's, sobriety great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They didn't really fix it, but 
they did as much as they could in 45 minutes, I think. They needed to like tie into like what's going, like, did he learn something from the holodeck or his times in the holodeck that helped him step up in the real life, in the real world? Well, not, I don't think so. Cause he definitely relapses in that episode of Voyager where he's like hanging out with the Voyager crew and feeling comfortable in there and then feeling weird outside. So like it's a constant struggle. I guess, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is in the solution for the episode, you know, the the last 10 minutes where they have to win, uh, they needed to have, sorry, they need to have a moment where Barkley's like something that happened in the holiday, like him talking with the goddess of empathy or punching out like tiny Riker or something like that. Like he doesn't, or he, I don't know. He just stands up for himself. Like actually you're out of line, you know, like, and, and tell somebody that to their face, he gets the courage of it because of what he learned in the holodeck. Oh yeah. And that helps him like, well, I think that would have justified the holodeck a little bit too much. I think, Oh my good Christ. It should be justified a little bit. I feel, I don't know him. Am I wrong about it? Maybe, maybe, maybe the holodeck is just drugs and it's bad. Well, I don't, him saving the program at the end to me was a little bit like, I'm giving up all alcohol, but I'm going to save this bottle of tequila just in case. Just in case. <laughs> it's like, in case all I right, don't it. you have an addiction? Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. There was no emphasis on like using, I mean, there was, they were like, we can use the holodeck every now and then to blow off some steam, but like, I feel like it would have been a, maybe a little problematic to use the holodeck and show it in that way that's like, yeah, you should do this so that you can stand up, so you can punch Riker in the face or whatever. Yeah, I maybe to punch him in the face, but... I get it thematically, that would have made sense, but I feel like the... I don't know. It's definitely a little messy at the end, but... It was, it's just it was that like, classic, you know. Yeah, also network true. television, the episode must end yeah. now. So it is like going full to full house when they learn about this problem or that problem. It's got to be tied with a yeah. bow at the end. Mm-hmm. I wish that they would do this. Like the serialized Star Trek that I want is 17 episodes of a Barkley hollow addiction story, <laughs> not uh, the universe is going to explode story, you know? I well, they they did actually the season three of Discovery. Spoiler alert: is uh, there's a dude who's addicted to the holodeck, and it's causing the universe to explode. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's a it, it's not fair. That's a, <laughs> God, I hate the burn so though. much. Um, I was recently doing an Enterprise watch through. Highly don't recommend. Um, I, I I recommend. But it. Um, there's there's a thing where um, what's her name? T'Pol is addicted to some substance, and she's experiencing emotions. And so they do try to tackle, and that's like a multi episode arc where she's dealing with substance abuse. But it's not Ooh, necessarily that's cool. Not necessarily hollow addiction. Um, yeah. So. I mean, they do try to do it, and they do it, but it's a very early 2000s way or post 9-11 way where it's like, this is kind of your fault type way. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> This is a moral failing right. on you. <laughs> like, yeah. There, there is, there's, yeah, the Enterprise takes shots like that a few times. They, they do one also with the Paul that is an AIDS allegory yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that I think works a little bit better, but it's still a little. Yeah, when mind melding <laughs> is still like taboo. And they, the yeah. guy like attacks her. Like the only her. way you can get this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and and everybody all these Vulcans are like, hey, if you just say that it was against your will, then maybe they'll be more lenient. And she's like, no, it shouldn't matter. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay. But also, it's it's the tone of it is a little weird. Too. Like Archer is like, yeah, just tell him, just tell him. You didn't deserve. You don't deserve this. Like nobody deserved this. Yeah, like, Archer. Ooh. Yeah. Anyways, Star Trek trying to tackle the issues. Sometimes trying. come up a little short. Come up a little short. A little short. Just but a trying. little bit. But try. Yeah. Uh, this. So here's an interesting bit of trivia. We wouldn't have Barkley played by Dwight Schultz if it weren't for Whoopi Goldberg. Really? Yeah. They were working on a film called The Long Walk Home, and she was like, you're so great. And he, he had mentioned that he was a huge fan of the original series and The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. So she made it happen. And without Whoopi, we wouldn't have Barkley. Honestly, he's incredible. He's yeah. like, I, honestly, one of the best actors on the show. And yeah. I know he's only got like a bit role, but like he's really good. He's so memorable. The way he f- can flip the switch between that like confident, it, it, almost like Riker esque. It's like a confident Riker esque yeah. character, and like the nervous, anxious person in the background is. It's really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I really enjoy this character. I'm glad they brought him back for Voyager. It was really worth mm-hmm. it for them to him to come back. Yeah, absolutely. And first contact. And first contact. That's true. And first contact. Yeah, I love that he's still on the Enterprise during first contact. That like he's really found a niche. Like he just, he's the guy who can fix the holodeck or whatever it is that you know. That's just his thing. Like, he's still a neurotic mess. Like just imagine an assimilated Barkley. I would imagine that like he did get assimilated and then the hive mind is like, we can't have this. We can't have this voice <laughs> in the collective. This is just. Turn off the nano machines. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like he would just get oh completely rejected. <laughs> Did you say to have him fix the holodeck? Imagine having him like you're in charge of maintenance for the holodeck. Like you know about my addiction, right? It's like no, you'll be fine. Just go fix it. You'll <laughs> be, be fine. Yeah, just, yeah. Just like work around. You can still work around it. Yeah, like, you don't uh, have to. <laughs> uh, Are you yes sure? No? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I I love his character because like it feels like. Uh, it feels like putting somebody who's watching the show in the show, if that makes sense. Because, like, I have a lot of social anxiety. So, like, there's a part of him that I relate to. And there's, a there's like, stuff with the other crew that I kind of relate to. But, like, I feel like for a lot of people watching Star Trek saw this guy and was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Especially at that <laughs> time, like, that's me not to the certain extent that i'm addicted to like whatever but like you know i don't know what the fuck to say to people ever and i just want to watch star trek all the time and, and yeah vibe out so it's kind of cool that they put him in that world and gave this nice little lesson i think you're 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 really right about that dylan that everybody is able to put themselves in that position and it's a pretty common read, I think, for this episode that people are like, is this about fans? Is this about and me? Am I supposed to go <laughs> outside? I, is, that, yeah. is that me? <laughs> yeah. So but apparently all the writers have denied that that was the intention, right. like Michael Pillar. And, but like, still it, it is just because, just because it's not the intention doesn't mean it's not the effect. And it really does what, read as a go outside, turn your TV off and go outside sort of. Yeah, <laughs> it, it absolutely <laughs> does. Cool. It's funny how much media in the nineties was like, Hey, look, 
thanks for watching the show, but you really should just not. Uh, you're a loser for watching <laughs> TV so much. You shouldn't do it. It's funny because there, there's like little bits of media these days that says that. Like I'm thinking of like, like uh, Last Jedi is is a little bit of that. That's like stop. You can still like this, but stop. <laughs> just relax. Yeah, it's not. Who cares about the family? Like the lineage of like just this, stop. <laughs> it's just nothing. It's just meaningless. Uh, you have to find your own meaning. Yeah, like which I, is nice. Need to very calm refreshing down type thing. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why this episode's so great. Is it feels like I'm just chilling. <laughs> that's why it's the most hated Star Trek, uh, Star Wars movie right. is because fans are like, no, 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 no. I've been called out, <laughs> and it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite of yeah. the new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, Guinan's yellow outfit. Is it yellow or orange? I am colorblind, so I have a lot of trouble with trouble with it's it. Yellow. But this was this was a popping outfit. I I have not yeah. seen her wear something like that. We get the circle hat usually, but I was like, yeah, she's here to to show up today. Like, yeah. I, I was wondering, like, this is such a choice. Guinan never really wears this color. She's usually wearing, like, deep purples or reds, mm-hmm. right? Blue. Which I think, or yeah, some blues. And I was thinking, like, is this, I, I want to do a watch through where I check her outfits and who she sympathizes with or who she talks to every episode. Because, like, yellow mm-hmm. is Barkley's color. Yeah. He's, you know, obviously his that's his color in terms of what division he's in, but also mm-hmm. he's like a yellow guy. Like he's yellow is like cowardice and stuff like that. And um I I don't know, I just feel like she is really sympathetic or empathetic towards him mm-hmm. in this episode. And so it's a good way to even just like I really like observing costume design mm-hmm. in television because it's really really powerful. Yeah. And I think it's cool to see that they even took that step in this episode to say, "Hey, Guinan is aligned with Barkley here. Yeah, you are supposed to be on his team. Yeah, uh, which I thought was really cool, especially with how d- dumb Jordy is. I I literally wrote in my notes, Jordy kind of sucks because <laughs> more TNG. Like I love Jordy. I've got a little pop vinyl of him, but like the more episodes I watch, I'm like, he kind of sucks and he's kind of dumb. <laughs> He's just a guy who's so good at his job and yeah. he's so good at being professional about Not his job that it, exactly, exactly. <laughs> everybody just like overlooks his personal shortcomings. Whereas yeah. Barkley is kind of like Jordy without being able to hold Function. it together professionally. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's still a, a very smart guy and capable, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have that extra veneer of, and I can just put my nose down and, and do the I hard have, work. I yeah. have here in my notes... Lieutenant Commander Fungili sits on a pretty high horse considering his relationship with holographic Leah Brahms. I like I appreciate that he acknowledged his relationship and that he fell in love on the holodeck. I do. Right. But he comes down really hard on Barkley to start with, considering considering where he comes from. I'm like, bro, you should be able to empathize more than most about what mm-hmm. he's doing here. It's like, yeah. this yeah. is weird that you're doing this. I'm like there's someone in real life that you and you fell in love with her too. So you should be able to connect here rather than yeah. calling him broccoli. Also, fucking broccoli. It's not even clever. He stopped he stopped calling him broccoli. At George to Jory's After uh, he was you know. ordered to stop calling him broccoli. And, and really well, it was wasn't her- even after he was ordered. It was after data was like, curious, is it offensive to say this? And Jordy's like <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And the captain did say we shouldn't say it, so we but shouldn't say it. Like, <laughs> I, maybe I'm confused. Didn't he not know about the holodeck stuff until later? Until Picard was like, you have to be cool to him. And then he was like, all right, you can come to this thing or whatever. And then he saw the holodeck stuff, right? Or did the holodeck stuff happen before that? I think he saw it after the meeting with Picard. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little more sympathetic to Jordy. I'm not sympathetic to him because he's being an asshole, but like I'm a little more sympathetic to him because he doesn't know about the holodeck stuff. And there is like a noticeable change when he goes into the holodeck where he's like, this is fucking weird, but I kind of get it, you know? And he does recommend him to talk to Troy. He's like, you should see the counselor. It's she not, helped it's, me. You're trying to work through problems <laughs> through an avenue that is not really working fully. You should you should do something about this. It took, my thing is it took Picard saying, hey, give him some special treatment. Yeah. And admonishment from Guinan saying, if nobody wanted to spend time with me, I wouldn't, I would probably be late <laughs> too. Weird like, also. Yeah. like, come on. I yeah. think she, she called him LaForge. I love that she, she was not having his bullshit. She was like, yeah. she was like, yeah. you know what, LaForge? Like, Warm milk is good for you. You should try it sometime. (laughs) Oh, warm milk. The amount of milk talk was bothersome. (laughs) That's such a beautiful relic of the 90s where it's like milk. Like we all accept that milk is good for you and that you should be drinking a lot of milk. What a strange era. (laughs) I bet you Big Milk was paying some money to... to (laughs) They they had a stranglehold on the American psyche. They did. I also love though that drinking milk was also psychotic at this point too. They were like, Barkley? Weird guy. He drinks milk. He drinks warm milk. Yeah. What a freak. <laughs> what a freak. <laughs> milk. Warm. You're right. And and, and Jordy, as he, I know that he kind of accident not accidentally got promoted into lieutenant commander for to be the chief engineer, but you know, he's, this is his first management role, but he should, there should be pretty rapid. There should be a training where it's like, Hey, if people are calling each other names, that's not good. Yeah. That's yeah. not good. for morale. <laughs> Like, don't and do also, that. It should have been a huge red flag. You know, they're during a the meeting with Picard and he's like, we're having problems with broccoli. It's like, what's broccoli? It's like, Oh, like Wesley came up a with 17 it. Year old. Now, yeah. It's like, yeah, a child, like a teenager. You should just tell the teenager that's inappropriate. Yeah. It's not even clever as Mark. Stop out. Like, taking your cues even, from a teenager. Teenager, you're the I, chief engineer. <laughs> I'm curious how often Riker comes into Picard's office and is like, "All right, we got a weird guy. We got a weird dude. He's just so weird and uncomfortable." And Picard's like, "Riker, I can't tell you how many times I've told you this. You can't transfer people who are just weird. You just can't do it." <laughs> I'm just imagining now that there's a ship in Starfleet that gets all of Enterprise's transfers. <laughs> like, so we're you, sir, Cerritos. Sir, Enterprise. I mean, yeah, exactly. Just a ship full of Barclays. <laughs> just a ship full of Barclays. That's what they should, that sure should be an episode called a ship full of Barclays. Ship full of Barclays. <laughs> I, I imagine Riker, Riker goes, uh, Picard, is it okay if I wear my Letterman jacket uh, on the bridge later? Like, yeah. why are you such a bully? Just look, stop. Like, <laughs> 
it's funny too like how often you know like they Riker is depicted as the chill cool commander but when he when to flip switch when to switch flips excuse me he's he's just such an yeah exactly (laughs) fragile I'm done with this guy fucking done with him (laughs) had enough of this guy Oh, man. He just can't stand it. He hates having to do his job, I think, is what it is. Like, most of the people <laughs> on Enterprise are so hyper-competent that he can just kind of, like, let it go. Like, oh, God, I got to manage this guy? I got to manage Fuck. Barkley? <laughs> Damn it. But when am I going to have time Don't to practice this. my chair move where I step over the back of the chair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see here. I heard some other stuff. Um Oh, no, maybe, maybe. Go ahead. I did want to point out something. Um, when the ship is getting all fucked up and uh, Jordy's like, we got to check all 4,000 of the energy things. <laughs> he's like, this is like a small form of bullying where he's like, I know I can do that. Hey, Barkley, you want to check all 4,000 of the energy <laughs> things? Keep you busy out of my way for a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> Busy work? Yeah. I got just the guy. I got just the guy. <laughs> I mean, there's some guys that's like, yes, I'll thrive in that situation. It, I will it just... reminds me of um, Jerry from Parks and Rec. You know, they always give Jerry from Parks and Rec all the busy work. That's what <laughs> made me think work. of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, my God. There's a moment where the transporter, there's that transporter malfunction, and O'Brien's in there, and Jordy's response is like, like, O'Brien, just don't fix or touch anything in a transporter room. <laughs> and it's so funny coming from deep, like if you watch a lot of Deep Space Nine and then seeing this, and it's like, I think you should just let O'Brien figure let it out. Do his thing. I think he's he'll yeah, yeah he'll think, be fine. I think the Enterprise probably would have been fine if they had just let O'Brien. O'Brien's like, okay, orders are orders. I am not going to do anything. Like, I can just let see O'Brien, O'Brien being petty. It. I was watching a DS9 episode recently and O'Brien was talking to Worf and he was like, oh man, I love Deep Space Nine because there's a million new problems every day. He said, I would get so bored on the Enterprise. It's like, like, wasn't a, yeah, everything was working fine. It's a well-oiled machine. And even a situation where he could have had something to do, Jordy's like, just don't touch anything. Don't fix it. Just don't fix it. Please let me fix it. I can, I just, I know what's happening. I know what it is. I'm very good at this. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and then the, the end is really funny too because like how often on the Enterprise or any Starfleet ship is there a situation where the captain and the commander are like fuck are we really gonna is the ship just gonna blow up and it's because <laughs> of some bullshit that we don't even understand the amount we of just like, have to hope that this uh, fuck up lieutenant the, figures it out <laughs> the amount of dumb bullshit that could possibly make the ship explode is insane <laughs> yeah it's so insane I, I, those last 10 minutes where they were trying to fix things, that was the most boring 10 minutes of the whole episode. Like when they were, when the ship was like getting faster and faster and it was like a, it's like a chemistry lesson. They were like, Oh, listing all these like different elements. And it was Mm -hmm. just like word salad. I'm like, what am I listening to right now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do like that. It was a sort of a process porn sort of thing though. Like, okay, let's, let's eliminate things. Like it's a hyper competency process porn. And I totally understand like the holodeck stuff is so good in this episode that this process stuff's not as interesting. 
interesting, but it is T- classic TNG where it's like, we spill the thing and we got to figure it out. And Wesley's like, Zerubinium is, it hasn't been found in a hundred years. I'm like, Oh, Wesley knows what Zerubinium is. Oh, okay, cool. What <laughs> a fucking asshole. What a piece of fucking Oh, prick. but he came up with broccoli. So it's all been worth it. There, there, need, there needed to be a moment where Wesley, like his, prejudices and smartness like yeah. backfired or it's like well it couldn't be that because it hasn't been used a hundred years yeah, like, and Barkley's mm, like smack down yeah kiddo what if it was oh yeah <laughs> like, uh, but there wasn't you guys want to pop in the archives and then uh, rate this episode let's do it let's do it yeah. accessing Starfleet archives USS Enterprise D simulating you may now enter the holodeck. Oh, McCall, yeah, we I received your trans, your pad invitation to this meeting. Mhm. What's What up? was So, I've noticed there's been a lot of bullying going on, especially of uh, Lieutenant Barkley. And uh, he oh, yeah. he um he thinks it would be a good idea if we uh, staged a little protest. Barkley does. Yeah, Barclay and does. I agree. And so I, I wanted to see if okay. you guys would be down. Oh, uh, of, of uh, what are we protesting? Uh, not a protest, just some like super like low key microaggressions to uh, you know bother our superiors. Okay, I mean I'd be okay. down. I'm just not sure if he would want me to do it because I accidentally called him broccoli the other day, and it wasn't like a a nickname thing. It was like a my brain just got jumbled for some reason, and the you know the words are kind of similar. So. Wait a second, I thought Barkley was his nickname. I thought Barkley was the thing we were nicknaming him. Wait, have you been calling him Lieutenant Broccoli? Well, no, I've been calling him Barkley because I thought that that was the, like the colloquial, like the fun thing to say. I thought Broccoli was his real name. So you thought everybody you else were making fun of him. Broccoli. You thought you were bullying him. Well, I was trying on. I was trying on the human. I didn't think it was bullying. I just thought it was playful jabbing, and oh. I. But it never got a re- reaction from him, and now I understand why. Because that's that's turns out that's his real name. No, yeah, that's his that's his real name. Okay, so what is broccoli then? What is it's just a, it, it, what is broccoli? Like yeah, we don't food? have broccoli on Vulcan. It's just like a green. It's like a little tree. We don't have it on Bajor either, but I've been trying it out. Um, Guinan quite Guinan good. gave me some at ten four the other yeah. It's a, is it good? If it's made correctly, if you steam it in the microwave, it's not very good. It's fine. It's fine if you steam it in the microwave. I mean, it's not great. It's steamable I'm, I'm pre- though. I've, I've had I've had your I've had your cooking before. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Per- oh, yeah. You, you've had my cheese broccoli then. I just don't even know why you have a microwave. That's such ancient technology. It's specifically it, for the cheese broccoli. Because steaming, yeah, steaming cheese broccoli. Yeah, when you steam the broccoli and then you put the cheese on it, you let it melt in the microwave. It's a total. You can't even. You can't replicate that. It's unreplicatable. You know. Well, some would say that it's just not a a, a very good flavor that you get out of a microwave. Some people are dumb. So, so one of the things that um, Lieutenant Barkley wanted me to come up with, in addition to us just kind of showing up late to shifts and, and stuff mm-hmm. um, was to come up with a list of names for the senior staff that are uh, food related. Oh, yeah. Cool. 
That's good. That's a good idea. That's a good so, idea. so here's what I came up with. I'm going to run it by you. You guys, uh, let me know if these are these are good or not. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We're going to start with the captain. Um, okay. Uh, captain John Luke Pickle. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, like the baseball term when you are stuck between two bases. Or well, yeah. Also the the food. Like the food. Yeah. Wait, pickle is a food. Yeah, it's like a green, uh, warty dick is kind of what it looks like. Oh, okay. Yes, I can imagine what that is. Okay. Uh, Commander uh, Rybread. <laughs> Ooh, that's a I good one. I feel like he's going to get hurt hurt by that one. Yeah. Okay. I, I can just imagine going on to the bridge and being yeah, like, okay, hey, Rybread. Hey, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Commander Rybread. Commander Rybread. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant like Commander. That. I'm more of a Thomas Rybread fan myself. True. Yeah, he'll hate that. Okay, Lieutenant he'll Commander Feta, like like the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's a what, very good one. That's a cheese. Looks like it's like, like cheese. cheese. Um, yeah. Lieutenant Commander Laporridge. <laughs> that's pretty good. That I know what porridge good. is. <laughs> I have porridge yeah. every morning. We have porridge uh, on Bejor too. Um, I've been doing some research of um, 21st century uh, beverages, and so we have uh, mm-hmm. Counselor LaCroix. Ooh, I love LaCroix. And uh, Dr. Bevel Orange Crush. Bevel That's, Orange Crush. That is very crush. funny. Yeah. That's a good one. Because everybody, ha- everybody says that they have an orange crush, and they wink when they're talking about Dr. Crusher. Right. And the hair, you know, the hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, orange Crush. That's very then good. Then we have Lieutenant Wharf and Turf. Wharf and turf. It's a, it's an ancient Earth uh, dish where you mix uh, f- uh, seafood and uh, regular food. Um, and then oh, we don't have oceans on Vulcan, so now I understand. And then um, parsley crusher. That's what I came up with. Oh, wow! That's actually that's a good one. That'll that piss is, him off. So I feel good. like that's good revenge for broccoli. All right, that sounds great. Okay. Um. um I, it's still hard for me to remember. So he, I have to call him Broccoli now. No. no. Just keep calling I, him Barkley. Okay. But Don't, it's not playful anymore. I mean, just keep doing what you were doing. Just to be perfectly no, yeah. honest. Don't, don't get in your it's head about it. Don't get in your straight. head about it. Yeah, don't, don't worry okay. about it. All right. Um, also, I got these new cups in. Uh, I don't know if you guys want them, but they have little uh, finger holes on them, so you can get a good grip on it. It's got a thumb and three fingers. Uh, I've got multiple of them. I don't know if you guys want one. Pert, or not. Are those the defective replicated glasses? That no, I mean yeah, technically yes, but don't they spill? Uh, no, they I patched the bottom. I patched up the bottom uh, with a some tape, uh, and it works now. Here, look. Pert, why, why did you have... Just throw them into the re- recycler and then we'll just make some new ones. No, because these are limited editions, basically. Like, you can't get these anywhere else. They, well, because they're defective. Well, not, that's not They the repaired point. all the systems that were affected by that weird molecule. Look, Lopec, I got these for free and I'm going to sell them. And I'm going to make money. So, I don't know what to tell you. How are you going to make money on this? They're collector's items. They're they're scarce. From that one lieutenant? <clears throat> yeah. Was he famous? Well, I mean, n- not really, but 
there's only like four or five of these in the entire universe. But just because there is something is not there, are, there aren't many of a thing doesn't inherently give it value. But it they, must be there must be does. demand for it. Well, but once people learn that there's only five about them, five in the universe, then they'll want it. It's called manufacturing scarcity. That's what that. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I learned Bert, it in a book Bert about the 21st Lewis. century. Sorry, B- Bert Lewis. No, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be food, food related. B- burnt Lewis, because you're burnt food. <laughs> well, burnt. that's like a descriptor of. T- I mean, I, I guess it works. That's not like bad. You got, you got burnt. You you got burnt, Pert, on your purchase of those mugs, okay. those glasses. All right. I think he, All right. he's low, he said he low main stole them. Peck. Ooh, low, low main, main peck. peck. That's a good one. I'm gonna write that one I down. I love low main. I'm gonna write that one down. Gotcha. Where's Tom, by the way? Where's Tom Space? I have no idea. Um, he said something about getting some warm milk. Oh, God. Oh, but he's that, lactose intolerant. I'm just telling Look, you what he said. It's not okay to bully Barkley. I get that. But the warm milk thing is so weird, and I, I just can't get over it. How do you like your milk? I don't like my milk. It's as simple as that. I get milk with with a few ice cubes in it. Can I drink milk I, out I of one of those? On can I get milk in one of those glasses with the fingerprints? Yeah, it's a it's a couple. All right, of pieces I'm in. Of gold I'll buy one. Platinum. All right, see, look at that. Oh my first, god, how, how did that first work? First purchase. Purchase, purchase. Okay, uh, this has this. been fun. <laughs> I need to go take uh, these names to Barkley, so I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm going to uh, try to sell some more of these cups. I have to turn in a report to Commander Rybread. Good one. What? Oh, right, right. I have to keep these straight. Okay. All right. Uh, that list, Mark. Well done. <laughs> so good. Captain Pickle. So Jean-Luc high. Pickle. So high. <laughs> uh, I really love... Um, parsley crusher. Parsley crusher. I feel like we need to get little cartoon characters drawn of all of them I as like, their foods. My favorite was um, Jordy La Porridge. I think Jordy, Jordy La Porridge. <laughs> that was very good too. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Should we rate this baby? We should. Uh, speaking of parsley, that costume he's in with in the, the stupid holodeck. shoulders. Oh, he it's looks apparently like such a loser. B- based on a painting. Oh, oh, called, the one called the Blue Boy. The one in the holiday. Really? Right. What? Which one are you? Thinking? The one he wears around the what, that he wears on the on the bridge, like the one with the dumb. Oh, uh, the, the one that gives him more masculine shoulders. Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> Making him look buff. Make it. Yeah. I think he look. I like that uniform. I like that. I, it's a cool one. I like it one. too. I do have a. An affinity for the color gray or the lack of color gray. <laughs> it, it's it for me. It's like I have made a choice, and my choice is no choice. I have made no choice. No choice. Him, him, all. double fisting the pie, just like going at that pie. I was like, this, yeah, this is I a moment. What, this is a moment. <laughs> I wonder how Will Wheaton felt about like. Did he just get a stomachache that day when he ate all that pie? Just fucking. <laughs> 
He didn't have a spit bucket at all. He's just eating a pie. pie. Just eating all of it. Just pieing all day. Oh, God. Let's go down to categories. Categories. Uh, The dialogue. Really great, I think. Prime time. Uh, I I I don't have specifics here, uh, but the all the way that everybody interacts with Barkley is so good. Through yeah, in in the holodeck, mm-hmm. the goddess of empathy, nuts. Uh, <laughs> the the first scene, I'm the cold open scene. Before we get to to Barkley fifteen, the cold open scene where him and Guinan, Guinan's like trouble seems to follow you wherever you go. Yeah. And yeah. Riker comes in, he's like, "You're nothing but a fancy mannequin in a uniform." Uh, it's just brilliant. <laughs> it's just brilliant dialogue. It's really great. I, I love it. I think it's it's a fun moment for the writers to or the writer in this case, Sarah Higley, to, make to fun of their own characters. call out the archetypes of these characters. Yeah. Like, he's just a tall guy. I like when Troy, <laughs> Troy, like, I mean, you are very tall. Yeah. You are, you're, <laughs> you're a tall really person. Tall. Like you're weirdly tall. It's intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's gotta be one of these programs that is just really fucked up. Like really fucked up, and it's even Barkley's like, "I'm not going to be in Barkley that one." Nine. Yeah, yeah, Barkley, Barkley nine. nine. That's a real fucked up one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to give the dialogue a uh, five. Fuck it, I'm going to give it a five. It's probably inflated, but I'm giving it a five. No, five. Quinteros, baby. Yeah. 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 Romance. I mean. <sighs> Pretty steamy. Empathy. There's a lot of romance Even in here. Even him making uh, out with Troy in his fake therapy session. Yeah. Yep. And him laying on Beverly Crusher's lap eating grapes or something. He was asleep, wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he asleep? Was he asleep? Yeah. Orange Crusher. Beverly Orange <laughs> Crush is her name. <laughs> I know that it's not like with consenting humans, but that hasn't really stopped us in the past. I, I, I'm going to give it again. A five, especially like the way that he acts, all Lothario, like even in the beginning, that that cold mm-hmm. open. I'm gonna give it a four point five, just because they are images of real people, and it's kind of fucked up. Uh, Other than that, fucked up. romance is great. Yeah, I said a five as well. There's a moment in the the therapy scene where he says the flux capacitor, which yeah. is the thing from. Back to the future. Back to the future. Wait, yeah. he does. Yeah. yeah, I missed that. In the in the scene previously, Wesley says the flow capacitor, and then he, right. he when he's in his rant talking about like the little shithead, he says, "I knew about the flux capacitor." <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. May God bless your soul. Oh. And again, keep those in. Keep those in, Darius. <laughs> The people deserve to know I have allergies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know you. I can't I sneeze the focus off my of camera. <laughs> my camera's completely like, out of focus. I can't even focus on. on you. Hello. <laughs> oh my <laughs> This is hilarious. There we this go. This is like an allergy oh, there commercial. Go, there there we go. go. I took my Claritin <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, it's clear. Just, <laughs> everything's all foggy. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Uh, um, action. Action here is top notch. Huge five. Yeah, five. Oh my God. Hell yeah. The three on one sword fight. Oh fencing. My he God. beat the shit out of Jordy and Riker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy and that cold shit. open. So great. Uh, we can't forget Picard uh, sword fighting also. No, Incredible we can't. Incredible stuff. How could we ever? 
Tiny Riker. So uh, good. <laughs> good. Good stuff. Suspense. I mean, there's not a. Uh, I can't really think of anything. Maybe, no, maybe in the very beginning when you're like, who is this guy and why is he talking? But why is he choke holding Riker right. and telling you got Picard's got a problem with me? Tell him to come directly to me. The cold but, open suspense gets like yeah. one for me. Also, when he's in, when Jordy tells him to go talk to Troy, and the next scene he's talking to Troy, and you think, oh, this might be real, like, and then it's fake. The actual session. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. So, that like, true. maybe I'll a give one? It, I'll give it a one for that. Dylan, 0.5 or one? Uh, one. I was going to give one. one. Mark, one. one. Uh, and Uneros. <laughs> oh, cool. Camp. Five. Oh, it's a big five. You can't even. Five, five banger. How can you even. Yeah. Just. The goddess uh, of empathy alone is a five. Uh, incredible. Uh, and parsley. All these wigs. Parsley. Eating. Uh, the pies, yeah, shoving the, the pies. Set, in his face. The, the lighting on that set is it's incredible. So incredible. Oh, uh, and again, Tiny Riker. Am I late? Did With I his high pitched voice. Oh my god! When <laughs> they is. ratchet up his voice a little pitched bit. Up. Oh, oh Am I late? <laughs> Just wonderful. Just wonderful. Just watch this episode, folks. It's worth it. Just watch <laughs> it. It's so good. Stakes. One. My thing about this one, I'm going to wildcard this one. Barkley's personal yeah. stakes are very high. Imagine very high. Very being high. in the bathroom with something on your phone and somebody just walks into the bathroom. I mean, I feel, you're like, oh, like, <laughs> like that's what they did to him multiple yeah. times. Several times. Without warning, yeah. they walk into his personal programs with him. Like, who yeah. knows what he could, he could have been in program nine and one of those and they yeah. just walked in. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't know. It's completely inappropriate. It's like very yeah. inappropriate, no boundaries. And so I said two and a half for stakes because I okay, felt I like. you were going to give it a five no, or something. No, no, okay. No, no. <laughs> Um, because I thought it was very inappropriate and I thought his, and he, they exposed him to, they did expose him what he was doing. Yeah. His, his sanity yeah. is at stake, which is kind of a big deal. I feel like so it is. Yeah. I'm going to go with a three, three. Yeah. I'm going to go with a two myself. Uh, yeah. We need to get this guy sorted out in his head. Mm-hmm. Otherwise the enterprise is going to blow up for bullshit reasons. <laughs> They touched the Computer. gas. They touched the gas. <laughs> What's the final score? Calculating. 3.89. Wow. It's actually very high. That's, I mean, yeah, we gave three fives out. Was, that's, that's a good, good episode. Uh, the, that good puts episode. it under ship in a bottle. Mm. Ooh, okay. And above matter of perspective. It has knocked out elementary deer data from the top 10. Wow. That's a banger of an episode. Yeah. So it's now number 10. This one has it all. It's now number nine. Nine. I mean, this one has it all. It's got the romance, the action. It really does. It just needed a little bit more danger in the holodeck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would have been a winner. Yeah. Way better than fucking projections. Fuck projections. We should have done projections Fuck in the projections. bad episode run just to see if we could re-rate it. <laughs> I hope projection stays up there forever. <laughs> I mean, that's another one with Barkley. 
Oh, it is. You're right. Yeah. Mahalo Barkley. Yeah. yeah. Which one is Little that one? Is that Barkley. the one where he is hijacked by the Ferengi? It is not. It's the one where Voyager, where the doctor is in a holodeck program, but mm-hmm. it's failing or something. And he thinks that he's like, there's a yeah. reality. Like, he thinks he's actually Robert Zimmerman, not Robert Zimmerman. Lewis that's Zimmerman. Bob Dylan. Uh, Lewis Zimmerman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Barkley keeps popping in to be like, you're not this person. You're actually a hologram. You're the doctor. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. feels like he's being gaslit. It's just all takes place on the holodeck, which is why I got such a high score. And it's not as bad as we feel about it, but we just don't think it should be top 10. Right, right, right. No. Anyways, this one's fantastic. Uh, highly recommend. Great episode. Yeah. So next week, I think we should do Angel 1. Which okay. Which uh, has some bullshit science in it. I think Lodair can help us with that. Which one's Let's Angel 1? Bullshit science. They go to a plant. They all get a disease Classic. angel one i think it might be a pulaski one Oof. hold on angel one memory alpha yeah i'm less pulaski though i'm a i'm a pulaski stan really oh never mind angel one is the one where it's <laughs> it's the moose knuckle episode oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's the one oh. the planet where it's a matriarchy that is a patriarchy Incredible. it's a patriarchy but with women Hell yeah. Uh, so, yes, that's the one we will be watching. It's season one, episode 14. Perfect. Fuck yeah. Perfect. Let's do it. Yeah. Can't wait. Good uh, good Riker content in that one. Yes, please. Mark, thanks for being on. Of course. Thanks for you know, I'm always happy Truly. to come and, come and check out. Darius mm. is always going to uh, periodically going to be getting engaged in different places. So. <laughs> Periodically, folks, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, RSS feed thing, whatever. Direct. Just RSS feed direct, <laughs> direct. Yeah, <laughs> please um, do. And 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 if there is a rating option on your platform of choice, please give us a rating. We we really appreciate that. Yeah, and as said before, you can check us out on Instagram, and we have links to our Discord. We you can see all the cool stuff on there. Uh, and we're on Twitter as well as Trek to the Deck. Uh, we'll share some fun stuff on there as well. The computer voice was provided by Rona Blue. The music was provided by Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. And finally, <sighs> fucking you know, Paramount bad, Plus, CBS, Viacom, we don't have any relation to them. So please stop sending us complaints about oh, how <laughs> when you start playing an episode... There's a moment where it goes from the Paramount Plus logo to mm-hmm. a green screen that flashes to the green screen and then goes to the actual episode. Mm-hmm. Or once you get out, once you start playing an episode, the pause button overlay watermark stays on the screen for what feels like half an hour. Please stop emailing us about stop, that. Stop we emailing us about those. Yeah, we're not related. Yeah. We can't solve those problems. Yeah. It's a bad app. It's a bad app. The, the Picard lets you skip the recap now, but now you can't skip the the titles. Did you notice that? No. Yes, you can skip the recap, but not the titles. Not the titles. You got to watch insane. the titles. It's bullshit it's app. Insane. Bullshit app. <laughs> Ugh, and after right. that, after does it? You watch on a Roku, Mark. I watch on a Roku. Does the pause sign? What's that? No, no. Go. Does the pause? Signs overlay just stay on the screen for a long time. No. It's inexplicable. 
<laughs> I have to record this. That doesn't happen for me. I'm not even pausing. I'm just watch. I've just pressed play, and it should just play. But because I guess the way that the machine interprets what's coming through because it's pulling from different files probably it's like i'm playing a new thing if you want to pause you can pause at any time it's like i know i've been using apps for decades of my life i don't need a <laughs> reminder that i can pause did you know though it's, you can actually pause oh my god fun fact did, fun fact <sighs> mccall's mccall's is isn't that a steakhouse mccall's steakhouse i don't know i think i spell it differently okay because Bajor and McCall. Yeah. There's, a du- okay. there's a double letter in there. I need to go. Uh, I need to go um, do Barkley nine. He actually didn't oh, yeah. didn't delete that one. So yeah, no, we we know we've all been on Barkley nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was watching it's this real quick before we go. I was watching this with uh, with my partner, um, and he is not a Trek fan. But there's a comically large pause between when he says "delete all programs" and then he goes, yes. but say program nine." And and Samuel goes, <laughs> Samuel goes. Um, wouldn't have had deleted all the programs before he had a chance to save program nine. And I said, I said, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, the exact that happens same like thought. twice in this episode. Yeah. I think there's another moment where it's like, do this except for this. And I feel like the computer must just have a buffer in right. it. that just knows that two humans are stupid. Buffer, yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say I'll delete it all in two minutes at, yeah. once they're sure. Cause like I've done this before where they asked me to undelete something. I can't, I purged it. Michelle, delete Michelle all Barrett's Barclay like, programs. you idiots. You dumb <laughs> Delete all Barclay programs. Except nine. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I've already deleted They're them. Gone. They're gone. They're gone. Well, can you recover them? No, I just no. did a clean, like I did a clear, clean, like clean I did sweet. everything. Clean sweet. I fucking ran a magnet over it. It's done. <laughs> this is isolinear technology. It doesn't work like other stuff. <laughs> <sighs> all right, computer and program. Uh,